0: Hi, this is Cal David. You may know me as Sunny Eclipse, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301 And now, on with the show. Vahini
1: me mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh,
0: look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club.
1: a <laughs>
2: Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 126 for the week of March 20th, 2016. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast. With all the recent price increases, who doesn't want to try and save money while visiting Walt Disney World? So this week, we're excited to bring Kevin from TheFrugalMouse.com onto the show and discuss some cool ways to save money on your next Walt Disney World trip. So everybody, welcome Kevin into the Tiki Hut. Hey, Kevin, how are you?
3: Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. Good, Good to be here.
2: Oh, you're welcome, Kevin. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on. But why don't you tell our listeners out there, you know, who you are, why you love Disney, and especially why you started FrugalMouse.com.
3: Sure. I'd um, love to. So I um, started FrugalMouse.com a couple years ago. Mainly for the for the ability to share some of the um, some of the research I was doing to find ways to reduce the cost of Disney vacations because, like you mentioned recently, there's been a ton of price hikes. You know the cost of going to Disney is is getting higher and higher every year. So, um, you know I was trying to find ways for myself and my wife to be able to go and afford you know Disney vacations more often to be able to go down for longer. Um, so. Kind of a necessity of myself, born out of being able to, um, you know, find a, find a find some discounts and allow us to allow us to go down there a lot more often, and and uh, that's why I started the site and continue to blog about, you know, just recent updates, money saving opportunities, and just tips and strategies on how to minimize the costs associated with a Disney vacation.
4: It's a cool site. I mean, um, you do an excellent job of keeping things like updated and, and new deals and discounts and stuff. It's an excellent planning tool for everybody. Thanks.
3: Yeah, it's not really meant to be a you know comprehensive site to plan your whole Disney vacation. There are tons of sites out there that can do that. But we really want to focus on, you know, there's a flight deal, how to get to Orlando for cheap, how to save my own food. Here's a you know cheap hotel deal that came out to really help,
4: you know, kind of bring up some of those offers Um, as they as they come up and so and where did your uh, love disney like sprout from was it from a kid or more like as an adult yeah definitely as a as a kid i remember my first trip was 1994 i was
3: let's see that make me nine years old (laughs) way back when so um that was my first trip and and you know it it was a kind of a big trip first time in in an airplane so kind of remember it vividly even though it was it was so long ago and I remember, you know, going back to Disney MGM Studios when it was still named that, and you know, Animal Kingdom wasn't wasn't around yet. So, um, you know, we went with other families, and that's kind of where my my um, you know love of Disney really was really started. And it was similar. Another, another reason I started this site was, um, you know, our family was only able to go every couple of years. I think the next time we went was 1998, so that was a four year gap between being able to go. So, kind of thinking back to my childhood, saying. Wow, we can only go every four years because it's just so expensive, you know, take a whole yeah. family down there that, you know, how can we help families go more often or stay longer when they do go? So that's where, my, uh, that's where my love of Disney was born from. And then obviously I've been, you know, going ever since I was a kid, many times as an adult, almost every year, um, here on out. So definitely uh, feeding my Disney my Disney needs.
2: Cool. So why don't we address probably the one thing that has bothered people the most recently is the... Ticket price hikes. So, yes. just a, a couple of weeks ago, the well, if you want to talk about tiered pricing, single day tickets, which isn't going to affect most people, right? It's not. That's not really what we're here to talk about. But multi-tiered uh, ticketing uh, for um, multiple days, I'm sure, is going to come next year. This is just. Uh, this is just a step for them to go into that direction. But it was like a 7% increase, I think it was. just On average, it was about a 7% increase, so it's pretty hefty, and the prices have, have just skyrocketed year after year. And it's right. funny, I guess about a year ago I posted, so it would be about 2000, yeah, it was, it was a year ago, that I posted that if you had invested $10,000 in Disney tickets in 2005... In ten years, you would have made nine thousand. I think it was like nine thousand one hundred eighty-two dollars. That's how much wow. Disney tickets had skyrocketed. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. But I mean, the park, Magic Kingdoms, is is running at capacity more and more days. The lines are longer and longer. So why don't you tell us? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that probably know how they can save some money on tickets, but not everybody's going to know what to do. So uh, tell us your best plan to uh, save some money on park tickets.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll touch quickly on the seasonal pricing that, that was released, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago or yeah, a couple of weeks ago at this point. But, I mean, I think that's just a sign of time. That's kind of the way where Disney's going to be ahead with tickets. You know, when you, when you stay at a hotel, they're seasonally priced. When you fly, they're seasonally priced. You know, I think it's just a, a step in the direction that Disney wants to seasonally – Disney is going to seasonally price their tickets, like you said, to try and control capacity and – and um, you know, if you want to go during the holiday periods when it's super busy, or right now during spring break, you can go, but you're going to pay you're going to pay premium for it. So, um, you know, one of my biggest tips I, I when someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm trying to plan a trip to Disney. How can I save the most money?" One of my first questions is, "When do you want to go?" Because when you want to go is going to have a huge impact on how much you pay from flights, from hotels, um, food, and a, a lot of people don't think about the cost of. Waiting in lines, waiting in queues, or in summertime and really busy periods, that's less time that you get to do the attractions and shows and have a good time. You don't want to be spending mm-hmm. your time in line all the time. So a lot of times people don't really think about that. So definitely go during low series, low low seasons if you can. Um, you know, on the end of August, September, which aligns with Disney's new value season for ticket pricing, is a great time to go. Um, you know, personally, I like to go. Personally, my wife and I have done a marathon a couple times, so that's early January, that's a decent time to go. You still have to see the Christmas lights. Um, so just timing your trip well can have a huge impact on on um, now the prices. For now parks tickets specifically, definitely definitely um, you know, go to, with some of the discount sites like Undercover Tourists. Um, I think there's a couple of other sites out there. Make sure they're official licensed ticket brokers that sell this kind of tickets. I've heard, I'm sure you guys have heard horror stories of people buying yep. off eBay and Craigslist <laughs> yeah. and, like that. and it's just devastating to hear that, you know, you sh- they shut a $1,000 of tickets and they're worthless. So definitely always stay away from those those types of, you know, ticket scams. And obviously, you know, per day, it's, it's cheaper per day if you go longer, but then, you know, you're paying longer to stay there and have a hotel. So I usually say between four to six days is a good um, price break even range depending on your budget obviously so make sure you don't do lower tier tickets because like you said they're priced seasonally and you're paying more you're paying more per day and then one other thing is buying before the price hikes so like you said it's you can almost put a put a calendar invite right on your calendar to say this is going to hike prices usually you know in the beginning of the year which just happened obviously it's going to happen again next year so if you know say hey, i'm going next year i'm going this year try and buy right before those price hikes happen because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the price ticket's going to increase. So locking your pricing now before they raise next year can help you save a few dollars as well.
4: I was lucky with our trip in April, and we got are locked in with our package which included the dining plan and i think that if we were to book it right now it'd be yeah. like an extra it was like a hundred and some dollars i mean so yeah i mean if you kind of anticipate like how disney works it's a it's a big advantage for you yeah absolutely Okay, so that's the when. So um, I guess we can uh, move on um, with where. I know that Disney has raised up its park admission prices. So is it actually like cheaper to stay like off property anymore, or is it more beneficial for you to, to just to get a package and stay on property?
3: Yeah, that's that's another big question that comes up with a lot of a lot of my readers do I stay on-site or off-site and what are the benefits of that so I think most people wouldn't know the amenities of staying on-site versus off-site so I will look at it just from a pure cost perspective um, breakdown so I say generally you'll be at, you, sh- you will be able to find much better deals if you stay off-site just because there's so much competition you know you drive across down international drive drive across you know, the street on 535 and there's literally probably thousands of hotels within a couple mile radius of, of disney world so the competition is much greater when you're outside of off site so um, just just from that perspective you'll know, lower competition which drives prices down one interesting thing that i did my last trip was use hotel points from a credit card sign and spending on my credit card to redeem those hotel points for free nights oh okay cool. so i was actually able to stay at the swan and dolphin for some points plus only 75 dollars a night wow so i'll say how i did that so there's a i'm not sure if everyone knows but the swan and dolphin which is um you know beautiful hotel right by the epcot resort area they are actually owned by um starwood so, they're an outside company that owns it and operates it, but they're on Disney property. So, Starwood has a loyalty program called Star Preferred Guest, and they also have a credit card called Star Preferred Guest American Express. So, when you sign up for that credit card, you get, I think it was 30,000 hotel points, or they call SPG points, which you can then use to redeem for free nights at hotels. So,. So I signed up for the credit card. Um, I got 30, I'll say 30,000, 35,000 points for signing up. And I just spent, I spent on it. So when I went to the grocery store, when I put bills on it, I put up basically everything I spent, I put on that credit card. Because every every dollar you spend, you get a, a star point. So if you spend you know $1,000 a month, you get 1,000 star points a month. So the rate at the Swine and Dolphin, when we went, it was 5,000 points plus $75 per night. So we stayed for five nights. We only had to spend... Um, you know, 25,000 points, which I had and $75 a night, let's say after taxes and fees came to a hundred bucks a night for $500. So to say the Swan Dolphin for $500 for five nights, averaging a hundred dollars a night was less than half of the going rate. I think their going rate was like 200, 220 or 225 a night. Wow. So, that's amazing.
2: So did that, did that include your resort fees and all that as well? Cause I know that yeah. the, they yeah. charge oh. extra for that.
3: Yeah, they do. They do tack on resort fee, which is something else we should mention. Um, keep that in mind for future. There was a um, there was a recent survey going around, I think, on right. WDW Magic that they were pulling some guests about resort fee. So that's maybe something else Disney has up there up their sleeve. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'll have to, I'll have to check my receipt. I have it. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I think it was seventy five dollars, like the standard rate, and then the add on resort fee and taxes and all that stuff. So gotcha. I think it came to about a hundred dollars a night. Plus the plus the five thousand points. Okay. So that's that's really one. and you can also redeem for um, completely free night. So I think a free night would be about ten thousand points, and I didn't have quite enough for to stay the whole time completely free. So I use what they called what they have called a cash and points option, where you pay you know like seventy five dollars depending on the hotel plus points, and then you get it for free. And really, I mean, credit card cost me nothing. There was no annual fee. There was no sign up. I just signed up, spent on it, and then got the points. So that's that's a way you can really, really reduce the cost um, of, a, of a
4: hotel. Can they still do the uh, perks of staying on site, right? As far as extra magic hours, like shuttles back and forth and all of that stuff too, right? Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting mix. Um, so you do not get Magical
3: Express service so we did have to rent a car which is not a big deal because we went to Universal 2 but you do get the Disney bus service so you do service the Swan Dolphin and you do get access to extra magic hours and I think you can I think you can you can also send packages back to the resort I'm not 100% sure on that because I didn't use it but yeah pretty part has all the perks of a Disney resort except for the Magical Express service
2: gotcha and they do not include magic bands either
3: uh, right. Yeah. No magic. No magic band. You can't, you can't book a package with swan dolphins separate, but as far as many, it was, I mean, we use the extra magic hours. we walk over to Epcot, you know, it's right there. It's a great location. we would walk to, um, Highwood studios every day. It's, you know, a nice walk along the, the river there. And, um, yeah, and the bus service was using Disney buses is great. Cause some of the other, like, um, you know, downtown Disney area hotels, they do not use Disney transportation and then do not get access to extra magic hours which is kind of a drag. So I think Swine and Dolphin has even more of a unique kind of value proposition there. They get, get to do that. And it's a beautiful hotel, both of them as well.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, you get a, a much larger room, more comfortable bed, and you are staying on Disney property, so you get to take advantage of a lot of the amenities and not to mention walking to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, if you so choose. So it is a great way to stay on property without that added cost. It's like it's it's basically it's like staying at a uh, a moderate one of the Disney moderate resorts, but uh, you get more amenities.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's it's unique cuz there are there are other hotels like, you know, the downtown Disney area, but you know, being right there in the Epcot resort area is like that's my I've never stayed in that area before. It was my first time staying there and that was just awesome being able to like walk to the boardwalk and walk to highway Studios and walk to Epcot. Just being in that area was it was really, really nice. So I would highly recommend staying there.
2: I also know as a as a travel agent myself, I noticed that a lot of people, you know, some people weigh options of staying on site versus off site, and it usually tends to be a lot more people who are more worried about or more budget conscious. So a lot of them are going to stay on a an all star resort versus staying um, off site. But a lot of times, going from off site to an all star. There really isn't much of a a price difference when you throw in a rental car, just because. Just say you can go off site and get a hotel room for seventy nine hundred dollars a night, whereas you know staying at Pop Century might cost you one hundred and fifty dollars or so a night. Then you get to throw the cost of a rental car and parking on on property, going on to uh, to the parks to pay for that as well. Um, Usually, your break even point is more in the the moderates and above when you're staying off site. So some, I mean, it it just depends. But you're gonna see you're gonna save a lot more money if you're looking for like a two bedroom. Place staying off-site is going to save you thousands versus, you know, just regular hotel room for, for staying at uh, an all-star.
3: Right. Definitely. Yep. And one of my, I, I do enjoy, yeah, like I said, when we do stay on site, if we normally stay at the, um, at the Valley resorts and they're, I mean, Valley resorts were great. They're, they're clean. They're fun. They're, you know, you had the food court, their options there. So I mean, definitely the Valley resorts are, are, are really nice and a great option like I said they're they're cheap they're like 70 80 bucks a night depending on depending on season so yeah you definitely you can't go wrong with with staying on site
4: okay so i know that like one of the biggest expenses for those of us who don't live within a, a day trips a drive to there is like flights and uh like an airline pricing, is there like a better time to book, say, you know, four months out, or, or try and wait until like right like a week out and try and like sneak on a deal somewhere? Is there like tips and tricks to booking like flights?
3: Yeah, definitely, absolutely. I mean, so you know, flight flight pricing is so variable. You can you can look look at a flight today and tomorrow, it can be double the price or it can be less. So there really is not a lot of rhyme and reason to how how airlines price their um you know price their flights so there are de- definitely some guidelines that I um, recommend to stick to when you're searching for flights um, as far as when to look definitely the best time um, is between thirty days and sixty to seventy days out from your trip. I know a lot of people once they once they kind of get their their the date picked for the trip they want to book flights right away even though there might be six months or more out The problem with that is you're paying a little bit of a premium to book and lock in that flight that far out because really the airlines don't know how well the flight's going to be selling that far out. So they kind of set a price and it could generally it's, it's a little higher because they want to make sure that they're making some money on it and they see a flight's not selling as the as date approaches it and it usually will drop down unless it's for a super busy period like Christmas or spring break or something like that. So I would say generally three months out. I would start looking just to see what pricing looks like right then and there i like to use sites like kayak.com and google flights google flights to set price alerts so if i'm for, for example for me i'm flying from philadelphia to orlando i'll log on like three or so months out on the kayak.com set up a price alert and google flights set up a price alert that way if a price drops or raises or or there's a deal that comes out i'll get an email and alert it right away so i can jump on a, a flight deal if that comes out one of my Favorite airlines to use is Southwest, and they have a ton of flights that come from all over the country into Orlando. Um, and one of my favorite aspects of them is first off, bags fly free with them, so you don't have to pay extra baggage fees. So it saves you, you know, save you a couple hundred bucks depending on how many people you have in your party. And they will actually give you a credit, a refund if um, their, your flight drops in price. So, oh, wow. So if you book a flight and it's you know, $200 and then you check in a couple of weeks that it's dropped down to 150 you can actually call them up or, or chat with them online and they'll give you, I don't think they won't give you money back, but they'll give you credit uh, for the price difference. And no other airline does that. For sure so that's a, that's a benefit of booking on Southwest. That's one of my favorite airlines to fly. And another, another thing that I do a lot is look for alternative near, airports nearby. So again, I'll use Philadelphia example. There's Atlantic City Airport nearby. there's um, you know, Newark Airport, even New York City airports aren't that far away. Baltimore's not too far away. A lot of times you may find better deals out of a nearby smaller airport. because um, I know for example, um, Frontier and Spirit, they fly from Atlantic City down to Florida. And you can get really cheap prices because they're like a they're they're a bargain, they're um, mm-hmm. low cost airline. So you, know, you can definitely look at alternative cities nearby.
4: Yeah, because I booked on Frontier for this trip. We have a group of like like seven people. I normally fly like Southwest. I love them, but uh, Frontier uh, came out with a deal. We got it for it was like round trip for uh, like two oh two a person from uh, like Cleveland. It's a straight flight. There's like a fee for bags. They like switched our flight times like like three times already. <laughs> um, yeah. It nickel and dime
3: like crazy. I mean, they, they hit you for yeah, see, baggage this and that. So. Like, with them and Spear, like, it may look like, oh, here's a 50-hour flight or a 100-hour flight round trip, but then you have to you take into account that they're on they nickel and dime me the rest of the way. And not to mention, they, they pack you in, like, sardines on their planes or they're very, very tight lug room. So, if you're tall, I would, I would be wary of those airlines.
4: I should have checked your site first before, like, I booked. <laughs> um, also, too, I mean, customer service has not been all that stellar either, so right it's kind of a like a one and done thing for us with frontier but the price was some of us in our party price was the ultimate deciding factor so we didn't have a choice really but yeah that that's our experience with frontier so far and i'll
3: mention one other thing again kind of related to hotel points thing is i did very similar thing with southwest i got their i got their credit card it had came with like fifty thousand miles a sign up bonus and, uh, you know, spouting the card, and then we got, our, we got our flights down to Florida for free for our last trip. I think it was a wow, like, cool. piece. So, again, just another option that if you, you know, you, their flights are pretty cheap to Orlando, but you can get some deals like those credit cards, get the points, redeem them for the, for the free flights. And that can, I mean, if you're taking a family for $200 a ticket, you know, you can save yourself, you know, $1,000, $1,000 plus just by doing that. So just want to mention that as well. That, that's another option.
2: So let's talk about food and the Disney dining plan. So the Disney dining plan, you know, once again, just a few weeks ago, they raised their dining plan prices again. So it's twice in, I want to say like 65 days that the price has gone up. And I yep. know there's a lot of talk online about it, that they raised it up again, but a lot of people didn't even realize that they raised it up starting January 1st. So two increases in the same year, yep. with, you know, within in two months. I mean, that's pretty hefty. So... If you, if you are on a budget, the Disney dining plan ne- isn't necessarily the best way to go, but I know some ways to save money. You can get free water on property. If you get a cup, you go up to one of the counter services and you ask for a cup of ice water, you get free ice water. Yep. Another good thing is to, if you're driving, is to bring bottled water with you or if you're staying at a hotel, have water sent to your resort. It's a huge savings versus spending. I think it's like two seventy $3 for a bottle of water. You know, so those are some quick little ways to save money there. So what else would you recommend, you know, for saving money food-wise?
3: Yeah, so one of the biggest biggest questions I get on my site is, when is the free dining package coming out? So that's something that I think people are always on the lookout for. So, um, you know, historically, it's it's kind of been varied. I've I've listed here, it came out in, uh, let's see, last year it was April 2015, before that it was May 2014, before that it was August 2013, so... They've been fairly consistent with releasing some sort of free dining package once a year for the past um, at least four years. So, you know, um, you know, definitely if you can take advantage of a free dining package, that will save you a lot of money. The only caveat to that is obviously to book a full rate room. Which, but if you're staying at a you know a value resort, then it's not that not that big of a deal. So, definitely keep an eye out, and I'll, I'll sort of post any any information on the site and let you guys know. If I hear anything about um, a free dining package, I you know everyone's looking for. So I always, I always, also, I always pack bagels, oatmeal, granola bars. Eat breakfast. I eat breakfast in the room. To me, spending eight, ten dollars for breakfast just really isn't worth it. To me, I can heat up some oatmeal or have a quick bagel in the room. Throw in my luggage. It's not really a, a big deal to heat up and have. Plus, I like to get up early, get a quick breakfast, and get to the parks nice and early. So I always try to um, you know eat breakfast in the room before I before I go. Um, love your tip about the free water to the counter service restaurants. Um, I've seen, I'm, I don't know if you've seen this when well, you've been down there, but I've seen a lot of restaurants actually having a bunch of cups ready to go. And yeah, I've I, seen
2: that more and more lately. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's been great. You just walk up, it's like, hey, I have a cup of water, they turn around, they have like a, a row of cups set up right and they hand it yep. to you right there. So really, this should be, at no point should you have to buy a buy a bottle of water. One of my favorite things is I sometimes you bring a collapsible water bottle. If you go on Amazon to search for a collapsible water bottle, it's um, it actually kind of that flattens and folds up, so you can actually stick it, stick, it, stick it in your pocket when you're, um, when you're not using it. So that's a great one. You can fill up with the water fountains, and then if you're not using it, you just kind of pack it away in your bag. It's not big and, and bulky. Um, when you're when you're walking around with that, and also just, you know, a lot, a lot of times, I know we like to kind of eat out. We try and eat our, our lunch, our largest meal, at some restaurants, and some meals, lunch is priced slightly lower compared to sitting that for dinner. That's even especially true for things like character meals and, and other restaurants where you're going to pay you know slightly less for lunch but get the same amount of food, get the same entrees, and you'll pay for the same amount for dinner. So
2: yeah, excellent. Okay. Yeah, that's that's something that I always do. I always prefer a bigger lunch versus uh, paying more yeah. for dinner.
3: Exactly. So you eat like lunch at two p.m. You know, I think they serve up to two or three thirty p.m. at some restaurants. So right. if you can, you know, have breakfast in your room, have a snack, you know, around normal lunch time, and have a late lunch. Really you can just have, have another snack later in the evening and really carry your way through. So that's generally what we like to do is have a big later lunch. Yeah, and then they like mentioned the water the water tip and you know, free dining. Generally I would say paying for the free dining package generally is not worth it. Especially now with all these price hikes have gone up. I think it just I think it was what, three percent. They just raised it recently again. So you know, they're they're slowly making it more and more expensive where it's almost not really worth it unless you can really snag that free dying package. And there's no guarantee that the free dying package is gonna come out again this year, but if you look at the history, they have released um, you know, a package every every year. So fingers crossed that they'll release something this year for uh, for free dining. But
2: my guess is they're probably gonna do the same thing that they did for the summer where they did one free meal per day. That might yeah. be that's where I think they're leaning towards now.
3: Yeah, the one the one quick service meal. Right. Yeah, rather than the whole whole package. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I think we saw a lot of as the as the economy improves more, we're going to see less less lucrative yep. deals coming out from Disney because, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, lines are long, crowds are high. They don't need to have these discounts to attract people. People are going without these discounts, so you know they have no real incentive to to have these big discounts. Exactly. So, We just have to to get more creative with how we uh, find ways to save money.
4: I think the one thing, too, is we've done is buy those. It's a self-filtering water bottles and take those with like a flavor packets that you pour like in them, too, so that you can filter out a little bit like the water fountain kind of taste to it. The funk taste that comes out of those sometimes. Yeah, yummy. Um, <laughs> um, but those like flavor packs are cheap. They're small and pack well. It's just a tip that we've like always done, and it seems to, especially if you're there when it's really like, hot and humid out, and that you you know have to stay hydrated. And beer is not good for that, Sean. So just <laughs> yes, it is. So you know, just a little tip for me. Uh, <laughs> I lost what I was going to ask now. <laughs> I should have typed well, it down. One other thing I do want to mention, I
3: just, just jogged my memory wrenching that, is also last year, so I'm not sure if, if, if you, you guys are, or your listeners are familiar with the Landry's line of restaurants. Yes. So Landry's owns Rainforest Cafe, Yak and Yeti and Animal Kingdom, and T-Rex Restaurant at, at Disney Springs. So last year, eBay actually had um, official eBay, they had a, a discount where they were selling Landry's gift cards for 20% off. So what I did is I bought $100 worth of Landry's gift cards, so $100 for 80 and then we used those to, um, to buy, um, you know, some, uh, I think we had lunch at, at Yak and Yeti and had some drinks there. So um, I, I haven't seen a discount come up again since, but something to keep an eye out for is if you can buy some of these discounted gift cards to these restaurants, especially Landry's, because you can use them in the parks, It's like getting 20% off your, your meal. So I'll definitely if I see that deal come up again, I'll I'll definitely
2: post about it, it. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So any other um, quick tips that you can give us before we start uh, wrapping up?
3: Yes, yeah, so I think uh, you know overall, I think like I mentioned earlier, just planning the timing of your trip is very important. Um, you know, I always go by my time equals money, so I I try and I try and you know encourage people to go during the the, the off seasons. So end of August is a great time. September is probably my favorite time to go. Um, just because there's low crowds, the weather's still very warm there, and it's before the um, you know the, the holiday season gets really ramped up. So picking a low, a low, low crowd time to go will really make a, your vacation a lot cheaper and a lot more enjoyable. Like I said, I'll flights, to find deals on flights. I'll continue to post um, you know, any spare deals that come up on Southwest.com. They've had a fair sale I posted about recently, you know, as well as using sites like Priceline.com to build on hotels. Um, that's a, that's an option I used in the past where you can name your own price in hotels. And sometimes they even have um, Disney properties in there as well. So it's a good option to look at. Um, park tickets, like I said, just use this, the discount, the official discounted sites like undercover Tourists and the, the legitimate sites. Please, please, please stay away from eBay, Craigslist. There's shady stands on 535 that you see or International right. Drive. They're, I would not go to those places. Um, and then food. Yeah, free dining package comes out. That's going to be awesome. We'll see if that actually happens this year. You know, grab the water from the restaurants is a great way to um, you save money, and uh, you know, bringing bringing food with you to eat your breakfast or snacks in your room is can help uh, cut down your food costs.
2: Cool, Kevin. You definitely gave us some good tips. But uh, before we let you go, everybody that comes on the show gets to do the tiki lightning round. It's the same five questions we ask everybody who comes on. So uh, the first question I have for you is your favorite snack in the park.
3: Favorite snack. I know this is the cliche answer by I go with the the dole whip.
2: That's all right. At least it's not a turkey leg. That's yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would give that on the server, but that's you know, that's my favorite. I always make a beeline right there.
2: That's a good one. Uh, Favorite Attraction.
3: Favorite attraction Definitely would have to be Tower of Terror. Just love the, the theming, the story. The um you know the ride is is thrilling. You know, every time I every time I pull up to Highwood Studios and we see the tower looming, I just I get excited. So that's my that's my favorite.
2: Good one. Favorite character.
3: Favorite character. Um I would have to go Oh, that's a tough one. Favorite character. Um you know, my favorite I would go with one of my favorite shows Legend of Lion King, I guess Timon. Timon at Legend of Lion King is a lot of fun. So I always enjoy. I always enjoy watching him.
2: Okay. Favorite Disney movie.
3: Favorite movie: Lion King. Hands Favorite
2: down. Disney park memory.
3: Favorite Disney park memory. I think it'll probably be my first times. One of my early times going there. We went on the Fourth of July, and I remember just that when they when they did the 360 fireworks that that surround the Magic Kingdom when those shot off. I think the, the the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. So that's. That's a memory I'll, I'll always remember. Um, seeing those fireworks in the round—it was a very very cool experience.
2: Yeah, nobody does fireworks like Disney. Yeah, no, they
4: I've, sure don't. <laughs> you know,
2: I, I've seen the the Fourth Fourth of, of July fireworks that like Macy's does at in New York City. Granted, they're you know they're pretty grand. It's a lot of fireworks, but it's they're not really telling a story like Disney does, and that's what makes yeah. Disney stand out. You know,
3: yeah, like Illuminations is probably one of my favorite shows ever. So that's you know. Very excited about the fireworks. And to see what they have, I'm really excited about you know, Rivers of Light and some of the new shows they have coming out. I think they'll up their fireworks game.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Definitely. Cool, Kevin. Thanks uh, so much for coming on. Tell our listeners where they can find you on uh, anywhere on social media.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. I really had a great time talking with you guys and hope everyone learns a couple money-saving tips and is able to have a more affordable Disney vacation. So you can find me at Frugalmouse. Mouse. So it's www.frugalmouse.com and um, well Facebook.com slash FrugalMouse.
2: Cool. Thank you once again. And uh definitely check out his site, frugalmouse.com.
1: Thanks, guys. Alright, well that's gonna do it for this week. But first we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can customize covers for your Magic Bands for your next Walt Disney World trip. And if you use the code ENCHANTEDTIKITOK20, you can get 20% off your order. That's MyFantasyBands.com, code ENCHANTEDTIKITOK20. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. Comment in the notes over at com. Email us at podcast at com, and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk Hotline, which is 2564 tiki That's 256-469-8454. Like us on Facebook, check out our store at redbubble.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Uh, lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at one minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N at Disney Dream and MouseworldVacations.com.
4: And you can find me um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dolph Whip Daily. And please uh, check out my Disney Dude Diet blog series. It's at EnchantedTikiTalk.wordpress.com.
1: And follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number 8, and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Allen, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.
0: Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.